This episode of TSN Four Downs is dedicated to the memory of John Gale, colleague, friend to many here at TSN and across the sports broadcasting industry. Johnny left us far too soon, suddenly passing earlier this week, and our thoughts and prayers are with him and his family. He was a huge Tennessee Titans fan and wrestling fan, and we'll be thinking of you always, my friend. in the shotgun. Looks to the right for Mike Williams. Throws to Mike Williams. Caught! Touchdown! Touchdown Chargers! Mike Williams with his third of the day. Shotgun snap. Rivers rolls to the right. Throws to the end zone. Caught! It's good! It's good! Mike Williams with the grab! Chargers lead 29-28. Morreld at the 15. Now thrown back. Hits the ground. Tackle! Game is over! Chargers win! Chargers win! 29-28! How about that for a Thursday nighter? Woo-wee! Man, the Chargers storm back to take down the Chiefs after what looked like a dud for, what, three quarters? And L.A., Phil Rivers, the old Wiley vet, comes back and... Beats the Chiefs, clinch a playoff spot, and are tied with Kansas City atop of the AFC West. Welcome to the Week 15 NFL edition of TSN 4 Downs here on TSN 1050 Toronto, TSN 1150 Hamilton. I'm Andy McNamara on Twitter at AndyMCD1 at TSN 4 Downs. Great show for you today, folks. Number one, I'm in a holiday mood. Okay, feel We're going to give away some free pizza. How about that? Going to give away some Domino's Pizza, Domino's Pizza Prize. This is all you're going to have to do. After the show, I'm going to pin the show link to my Twitter at AndyMC81. you got to follow me. You have to follow at TSN4Downs and retweet my pinned tweet with the show link. And I'll pick a winner Sunday night. Random draw on Twitter. Okay, I'll explain it again later on. Also, guest today, NFL Network friend of show, Cynthia Freeland returns. NFL Network analytics expert, co-host of Game Theory and Money podcast. She is phenomenal. Playoff projection. She's got these models, these formulas, these algorithms to see who has the best chance to win this week, to get into the playoffs, and go all the way. So we'll chat with Cynthia Freeland in a few minutes' time. Then lead fantasy analyst for Bleacher Report, Matt Camp. Folks, I know, hey, I'm getting her on Twitter all week. Bombarded, and I love it. With fantasy football questions because, of course, it's fantasy football playoff time. You're probably in your semifinals, right? And if you're out, you can still play in DFS DraftKings contests. So there are tons of questions coming in. We'll ask a few to Matt Camp. Get some starters, some sits, some who to trust because people overthink, right? And then later on in the show, the last segment, I'll have hashtag Ask Andy where I'll answer some of your fantasy football questions as well. You can still get those in at AndyMC81 on Twitter, hashtag Ask Andy. Andy, but there's a ton to get to, so let's go to three and out and start it off. First down. Well, a few key injury updates to get to heading into Sunday's slate of games involving the Steelers and the Giants. NFL News, James Conner was limited in practice today, and he's questionable to play Sunday against the Patriots. It's Conner's first practice in spraining his ankle back on December the 2nd. Head coach Mike Tomlin also confirmed that Chris Boswell will remain the team's kicker. Boswell just 10 of 16 on field goals and has missed five extra points as well this season. 
Giants wide receiver Odell Beckham Jr. will not play on Sunday because of a quad injury. OBJ was limited in practice on Wednesday, but has since been downgraded. It's the second straight week that he'll be held out. And Martavis Bryant has been suspended indefinitely by the NFL for violating the league's substance abuse policy. He had been playing under appeal after being suspended earlier this season. It's his third ban in four years. Yeah, and the Martavis Bryant thing isn't a big concern because he wasn't really around anyway. And even when he was playing, flash, but didn't really do much. But OBJ out, James Conner still listed as questionable. And that has huge fantasy implications because of the Saturday night games. If you have Jalen Samuels, right? And in Yahoo Leagues, he has the, um, or in ESPN Leagues, he has the running back and tight end eligibility. So he's so valuable. If Conner starts and is able to go on that ankle, his value obviously gets severely decreased. But if he doesn't go and you wait, there's there's a lot of questions with Jalen Samuels and James Conner. Also, of course, hey, another huge injury. Eagles quarterback Carson Wentz likely done for the year. Fractured vertebrae. He's out. And in comes Nick Foles on that white stallion again. How about this? It's the exact same week he came in a year ago. Week 15. This is a less healthy and less skilled overall Philly club than that's the Super Bowl champs a season ago. The Eagles are still very much in a playoff hunt, right? And if they somehow upset the Rams in L.A., who knows what's possible? Let's move on. Second down. Well, we heard off the top the highlights, the finish from that Chargers-Chiefs game. ESPN Scott Van Pelt chats with Hall of Fame quarterback Steve Young about the L.A. Chargers coming off of that huge comeback win versus Kansas City. And Young says that the Chargers are no joke. Hall of Famer Steve Young joins us now. And Steve, chalk one up for the old guys. Phillip Rivers and the Chargers down two scores in that building to that team, and they come out with a win. I'll get to the two-point decision in a minute. But just if, if you can take me through down two scores in the fourth quarter with time really exhausted by that drive before they got the ball back, how did the Chargers manage to pull this off? You know what, Scott? It's a team that has gotten a lot better. I mean, the weapons that Phillip has, the defense that continues, that defensive front is no joke. I mean, in many ways, people are like, the Chargers, they're 11-1 and over the last 12 games? Who knew? I mean, it's like this team has been put together over a little period of time, and Anthony Lynn has energized it, kind of like Jim Harbaugh when he joined the, the, the 49ers. He said, all of a sudden, this team just gelled, and there's guys that you don't come back like that. In the NFL, late in the season, playoff, unless you are the real deal, people don't just trick their way through it. And so to me, this is a very substantive team that now looks at maybe being an AFC West champ, if possible, and send the Kansas City Chiefs on the road. Who would have thought that? Chargers with the top wildcard spot right now, but record-wise, tied with the Chiefs. Chiefs have the tie break in the, with the better division record. But if L.A. can leapfrog Kansas City, whoever since Kareem Hunt got cut, it seems like maybe maybe dropping a little bit, right? Maybe not quite the same. Maybe they peaked a little bit too soon, and you have Phil Rivers, who how many more kicks at the can is he going to get at a, a championship or getting to a Super Bowl? This is a fascinating development. And the Chargers, yeah, you got Joey Bosa back healthy. Phil Rivers can spread things around. They did it without Melvin Gordon. And did you guys see Melvin Gordon's tweet? It was great. He apologized for letting fantasy owners down. He said, I'm sorry about letting you down in your fantasy plays. What a guy, Melvin Gordon. Let's move on. Third down. And ESPN's Lewis Riddick doubles down. Earlier in the year, he predicted the Chicago Bears would go to the Super Bowl. He's, he's not backing down from it. Mike Greenberg starts him off. You picked the Bears to win the NFC. Why? 
Two things. Well, all right. Well, first and foremost, I think when you talk about complete teams, all right, let me let me just give let me like throw out there one caveat. Mitch can't play like he played against the Rams and expect to get away with that on the road in mm. the playoffs. He can't be the reason why they lose. He doesn't have to be the reason why they win. He can't be the reason why they lose. As long as he plays that, they will be in the NFC Championship game, and I believe they will represent the NFC in the Super Bowl. Why? Because I think of coaching and well and a well-balanced football team. I will take Matt Nagy and Vic Fangio and put them up against any offensive and defensive coordinator combination in the league and say they will hold their own right down to the very, very end. Defense does still win championships, and it will win championship, oh, championship this year. I think when it's all said and done, one of the teams that plays the strongest defense will be the team that wins the championship. On offense, tell me what the, Ch- the Chicago Bears don't have. They have diversity at running back in terms of Tariq Cohen, Jordan Howard. So they have the scat back, explosive guy, the power back that can pound you. And Matt has shown he can use them both and he knows how to. They have a Swiss Army knife at tight end with Trey Burton. They have tremendous speed with Taylor Gabriel. They have, they have guys who can go up and, t- and play the uh, above the rim type of game as far as winning jump balls down the field. And they have an offensive line that just neutralized Aaron Donald and make, made him have one of his worst games of the entire season. They have it all. It comes down to number 10. Yep. He cannot turn the ball over. If he doesn't, they will be in the Super Bowl. I think the Bears are a year or two away. Uh, what Matt Nagy's been able to do as a first-year head coach with that team and, and really just kick-starting that offense has been phenomenal. But I still feel a, a year or two away. Because here's the, here's the problem. Okay, You're going to have to go through L.A. and or New Orleans on the road. Those guys, so the cold weather doesn't make a difference to them. They're going to be playing at home. Can they do that yet? I have my doubts. But hey, with that defense, you catch them on the right Sunday, right? Who knows? It's, it's, this Bears team has been a, a very nice surprise. I'm not buying them, though, yet as a Super Bowl contender. Let's punt to the poll question here, and you can vote at TSN4Downs, at TSN4Downs, and uh, at AndyMC81. We're nearing the end of the NFL regular season, so I want to get the feeling, the temperature, of who is your front runner for NFL Rookie of the Year. My candidates that I got, from the New York Giants, Saquon Barkley, running back, second overall pick's been a stud. Browns, Baker Mayfield, five-time Rookie of the Week, voted in was the Rookie of the Month for November. Baker May lighting it up. Or how about, hey, go to the defensive side. Denver Broncos, Bradley Chubb, 12 sacks. He's been a game wrecker alongside Von Miller. And then I think an under-the-radar guy a little bit who isn't getting enough love from the Indianapolis Colts, Darius Leonard. This dude had 12 tackles last week. He has multiple sacks. He is a stud back there for the Colts. And he is much more, I think, of a diverse player than Bradley Chubb. Uh, maybe not the exact edge-rushing phenom that he is, but overall, Darius Leonard is having a heck of a year. So you can vote. Who is your front runner for NFL Rookie of the Year? Barkley, Mayfield, Chubb, or Leonard? I'm going to say, for me, I think as a dark horse candidate, Darius Leonard is great, but um, I'm going to go Baker Mayfield because the quarterback adds a little bit more oomph, has a little bit more pizzazz to it right than any other position there. I think you can make an argument for anybody and Especially if Baker Mayfield can go into Denver, win on the road, win out, and continue with that, the, the, the numbers, the completion percentage. He's been spectacular. So I'll vote for Baker May. Let's go to our producer, Aratus Vandius. Sean Lavery is still vacationing, sunning himself in Australia. Arad, how are you voting? I'm going to, well, from the poll, I'm going to go with Saquon Barkley. I'm pretty sure, look, when He's a been rookie a yeah, razzles and dazzles like that throughout yeah. the league, he'll win rookie of the year. But 
I'm going to go off the board a little here and give a shout-out to Colts guard Quentin Nelson. Okay. He really stabilized one of the worst offensive lines in the league from last Mm -hmm. year. Right? He's protecting Andrew Luck. He's opening a lot of running room for the litany of running backs they have there. (laughs) Yeah. So I feel like... spattering of running backs. Exactly, yeah. So I feel like, you know, if he played tackle, he would have gotten more love. Mm -hmm. But because he's, you know, a guard, he doesn't get as much love. But... Shout out to Quentin Nelson. He's doing a great job. Yeah, I think that's that's a great take, Rod, because if and no way the Browns are going to pass up a quarterback first overall for a guard, but a lot of draft Knicks had Quentin Nelson as the best athlete, the best overall player in that draft. And he's made an impact as advertised. He's a road grader on run, usually of one or the other. As you said, clear pass for the run and help protect Andrew Luck. But you can vote at TSN four downs at Andy MC eighty one after the break. We go to friend of show, NFL Network, analytics expert for some playoff projections. Cynthia Freeland joins me next on TSN 4 Downs. I was going to the sideline, going to overtime. And uh, Coach Land said, let's go win it right now. Let's go for two. Let's go win it right now. And it, when he said that, there was so much conviction from him. It was, yeah, let's go win it right now. I knew it was immediately turn around and let's go win it. I mean, and if we didn't win it, we didn't win it. But I think his conviction, it wasn't like, oh, we? it wasn't. It was, no, let's go win the game. The always fired up Phil Rivers as we return to TSN 4 Downs on TSN 1050 Toronto, TSN 1150 Hamilton. I'm Andy McNamara. You can get me on Twitter at AndyMC81, the show at TSN4Downs. Remember, folks, we're delivered by Domino's. Check out the Piece of the Pie Rewards Program. Free to enter at Domino's.ca. With each order over $10, you get 10 points. Every 60 points, you get a free pizza. It's perfect. Piece of the Pie Rewards Program. And check out all the great deals this weekend at Domino's.ca. That's Domino's.ca. Very happy to welcome back to the show friend of TSN 4 Downs from the NFL Network. She's an analytics expert, co-host of Game Theory and Money Podcast. Does it all. Cynthia Freeland. Cynthia, thank you so much. How are you? I'm doing well, thank you. How are you doing? Oh, I, I'm I'm pumped. Like this is we're getting down to almost playoff time. There's so much to so so much math and who's in the hunt, who is and who's realistic, who's not. And Cynthia, you do such a great job on NFL Network and on your Twitter at C Freeland of of laying out for us the projections each week. So can you take us through a couple of maybe those teams on the outside looking in or or are close that that have a chance at maybe making that final wild card spot i think probably the most interesting is in the afc because you have the ravens then you got the colts the dolphins the titans and kind of on the outside then you got the broncos and browns absolutely um so the nfc just to kind of it's a little less exciting so i have (laughs) no one with a realistic chance so everyone who's in is kind of in but on the afc you're totally right the afc side it's like who wins the afc north is it gonna be the ravens or the steelers and i think you know, look, if the Steelers, they have a really hard path. They have to match up with the Patriots, and then they go to, to the Saints, and then, you know, then they have an easy one to round it out. But I, they shouldn't have dropped that game last week because then there's a whole bunch of head-to-head scenarios that would have fallen their way, et cetera. But I, I think the Ravens actually end up winning the AFC North. Hmm. And then the Chargers and the Chargers and Chiefs, to me, that one, one in five, they could flip-flop who that one is because – the Chiefs have to play next in Seattle, and then they get Oakland. And so it's, their, their schedule is 
that Seattle game becomes really important because yeah. the Chargers' remaining game is the Ravens, but they get to host that. Not that Chargers' home field advantage is much of an advantage, but <laughs> that's going to be one, too. So I don't even know who wins that at this point. And then as far as that six, the sixth seed is concerned, you know, it really could be the Colts have the best chance for me, followed by the Titans, followed by the Dolphins, and then the Broncos, and then the Browns. It's a very unlikely scenario. I have them at 4% right now, but it is definitely possible. Well, from Dumb and Dumber, Cynthia, you're saying there's a chance, right? You're saying there's a chance. That's right. <laughs> 4%. Uh-huh. And if they beat the Broncos, right, on Saturday night, then it's 6-7-1. and one, and, and depending, a lot of things have to go uh, their way. But that's uh, at least to be in that conversation, what a difference for, for Cleveland Browns fans like myself to actually be able to talk about things not draft-related at this time of the year. It's pretty cool. <laughs> Definitely. No, I think, look, you've got a lot of playmakers on that team. I actually think that the Browns go in and upset the Broncos. I think because the Broncos are favored. So I think that's a very likely scenario. And in fact, you had many games in the beginning of the season that were one possession or kind of weird calls. I mean, that Oakland game, for sure, that call, even later on, the NFL came out and said that that was an incorrect call. So I don't know. I, I, this is definitely a much, much more interesting season for the Browns than recent ones have been. Well, we talked about the Colts being kind of that, that team that might be able to, to jump and, and get that final wild card spot. And again, on your, your Twitter, and folks, if you're not following at C Freeland, you post so many of the great videos from NFL Network um, and NFL Game Day. One of the picks that the matchups you had was Dallas versus Indianapolis in your confidence picks. So in that one yep. where, you know what, both teams have been playing well, this is a tough get. Uh, Indy's a three-point favorite. Who do you like, Cowboys or Colts? Well, if you do just straight, I like the. I think that Indianapolis wins, but I think it's by one point. So I think twenty four, twenty three, something along those lines is about right for that. I think it's a closely contested game. I think both sets of linebackers in this one are really the difference maker. And then the fact that look, I think Indianapolis's defense is kind of sneaky underrated. And that and if, when you compound that with Zach Martin, who's their guard, who's the Cowboys guard, who's missing the game this week. I think that could be a, a really big, he's never missed a game in his entire career. So that could be a big problem, especially when you think about the run game is really kind of the key to how the, the Cowboys offense works. And if you're missing Zach Martin, ugh, that's, that can be, a, that can be tricky. In conversation with Cynthia Freeland from the NFL Network and co-host of Game Theory and Money Podcast on Twitter, at C. Freeland. And another one of your, your confidence picks uh, at NFL Network and, and on Twitter involves the Minnesota Vikings hosting the Miami Dolphins. And it swings back to the playoff scenarios here, Cynthia, because the Vikings have been, they've just been blah. They've been so underwhelming overall. And you have kind of them and the Carolina Panthers, and then the Eagles are still kind of on the outside looking in. If we take a step aside from the matchup for a second and look at the wild card spot in the NFC, although most is predictable as we chatted about, the Vikings, the Panthers are free falling. Like, do you have a, a gauge or like percentage of, of who's going to get that final wild card spot? Yeah, so I, the Panthers, like, really, they were shockingly disappointing. Yeah. That has been awful. Um, so I have it going Rams, Saints. Bears, Cowboys, Seattle, Minnesota. And then after that, all, all of those until Minnesota are around the 80%, 80% or more mark. After that, it goes Eagles, Panthers, and both of them are 9.4 and then 3.7. So even though the Panthers, you know, they, they started uh, really strong and had that great schedule, it's just two matchups with the Saints 
and and that those two that are left and that's really tough sledding so that's not they they should have won some of those games that they were big favorites in you know including tampa bay Mm -hmm. there were some very confusing games that they had that they just couldn't handle and so yeah and with carolina like cam newton's his shoulders done he can't like they're they're just complete incomplete free fall but when we get to the matchup of the Vikings and the Dolphins, not not the sexiest one on paper, but a very important one. Because as we said, the Dolphins are right in that final wild card spot hunt in the AFC. And the Vikings, they can't take anything for granted in the NFC. And and again, that's at uh, at C. Freeland, the, um, the confidence picks. Who do you like, Vikings or Dolphins? I have a strong Vikings win in this one. It comes down to pressures, and Minnesota has allowed their quarterback to be pressured more than any other team. 193 pressures on Kirk Cousins which is by far and away the most. And then if you look on the other side, the Dolphins, they only are able to get effective pressure on a quarterback, the second fewest. So they're second worst at getting effective pressure. So it doesn't seem likely that they're going to all of a sudden in this game be able to change their ability to get pressure. Although, look, listen, we've seen crazier things from the Dolphins, so <laughs> I'm definitely not going to come out. I have, the math goes in favor of the Vikings. And, and that Miami miracle, I don't think there, any one of your models or projections could have predicted that, right? <laughs> I can see what Absolutely, it was really fun. So I, I, I was happy to see it. Just I love, I love chaos. It's not a fan thing. It's a chaos. Yes, thing. exactly. It was complete madness, and and not too many people feel bad for the Patriots or Bill Belichick outside of New England, right? It's uh, nope. It's, they don't. <laughs> like, well, listen, if it takes that to beat us, then fine. Then yes, that, you know? exactly, exactly. Uh, Cynthia, great stuff as always. Really appreciate your time there. And, uh, okay, so people, I know you're all over the place, but people can catch you the Game Theory and Money podcast, NFL Net. Where else can people catch you? What else do you want to want to promote? Yeah, well, we have a new show that's called Pick'em, and it usually airs on Fridays, but there's some re-airs. And it does every, we pick every single game, kind of like the podcast, but we go really quick in a half an hour, you're getting every single game for the weekend. Awesome. Awesome. Absolutely. So a must follow on Twitter at C Freeland. Cynthia, always a pleasure. And you're officially in the friend of show category. So you're welcome. Thank you. <laughs> Happy holidays. Excellent. We'll talk to you soon. Thanks, Cynthia. Thank you. Bye. All right. There she goes from the NFL Network, Cynthia Freeland. Going to step aside after the break. Guys, we're rolling up our sleeves here. Fantasy playoffs time. We're not messing around, okay? Or for your daily contest. Matt Camp, lead fantasy analyst for Bleacher Report, joins me next on TSN 4 Downs. Rolling along here, NFL Week 15 edition of TSN 4 Downs. I'm Andy McNamara. We are delivered by Domino's. How about check out the piece of the Pie Rewards program, folks? Free to enter. Let's go to dominoes.ca, sign up. Each order over 10 bucks, you get 10 points. Every 60 points, free pizza. So you get rewarded for ordering delicious Domino's pizza. doesn't just have to be pizza either. You can get the side dishes, boneless chicken, pasta, marbled cookie, brownie for dessert, whatever. As long as it's over 10 bucks, 10 points, 60 points, free pizza. I'm signed up. I love it. Check them out, dominoes.ca. And check me out on Twitter at AndyMC81, Instagram at AndyMCSports, and the show at TSN4Downs. And don't forget, I'll tell you later on in the program how to win yourself our Domino's Pizza Prize. But we got to roll up our sleeves. We're not messing around here. It's fantasy playoff time. So I went to my guy, lead fantasy analyst for Bleacher Report, Matt Camp, who joins me now. Matt, how's it going, buddy? 
Andy, good to be with you, and uh, congrats to everybody who made it this far. Not yes. an easy season at all, especially the last two weeks. Oh, no kidding. What a topsy-turvy season. You had tight, just disappointments all across. You had shocks, you had injuries, you had cuts. It was like... At the very start, Matt, like when you look back, how many people thought, I'll get Le'Veon Bell and don't worry, a few weeks in? Like that, there's been fantasy season ruining situations this year. The Saints, uh, because Sean Payton likes to flex his muscle and show oh. that he can get the fourth tight end to touchdown. <laughs> uh, things like that are driving us nuts. I do a segment on my radio show called Sick of This, and we run down all of the awful touchdowns that were scored. The last two weeks, the segments have totaled nearly 10 minutes. Of the worst touchdowns oh ever. God. That Patriot uh, Dolphin game, Brandon Bolden scoring twice, and Kenny Stills, and James Devlin. My goodness, everybody's worried about Rex Burkett coming back, and James Devlin stealing touchdowns. I, know. I wrote on Twitter the other day, I said, Todd Gurley against the Bears cost you a run at a fantasy championship, and then on Thursday night, it's third stringers like Damian Williams and Justin Jackson they're going to get you there. I mean, if that's not an example of why you need to be on top of the waiver wire, regardless of yep. where you're at on the standings, then nothing will ever convince anybody more <laughs> than that, that situation, those two situations right there. I mentioned it earlier. Do you see Melvin Gordon's tweet? Like uh, it, apologizing to fantasy fans. Like that guy went goat for me there. That's phenomenal. <laughs> I tell people do not at the football players. You can yell at me. You can yell right. at anybody else. And then he said that. and I was like, that's very nice of you. But I'm sure a lot of other NFL players are going, oh, please oh, don't no. acknowledge that. No. Please don't do that. But I, I appreciate him doing that, and maybe we'll see him back next week. Well, I love your tweet. You, you posted it yesterday, uh, the announcement, the Saints signed Simi Cobbs oh. off Washington's practice squad. And to your point, you say Cobbs will score two touchdowns, hashtag sick of this. Yeah, like that lines up perfectly to make no sense and vulture someone's trip to a fantasy championship. I, I'm, I'm like I'm prepared for it at this point. And, and the Saints did it on uh, the, the the troll job that Sean Payton pulled oh. on Thanksgiving night with just let's go to everybody but our guy. Evil. We always like those well defined fantasy teams, and you know the Rams have been like that for the most part. I think the Chiefs have been like mm-hmm. that for the most part when everybody was healthy. But the Saints have never been that kind of team. Whether it was you know Zach Line the fullback scoring, or you know years ago Josh Hill. And, I was expecting Devery Henderson to show up at some point this week and score a touchdown. Just like that's just what Sean Payton does. And they went Taysom Hill. Like he took it to a whole new level this year with using a guy who's taken snaps. I didn't think it was possible. He's taking snaps away from Drew Brees. (laughs) Evil. I didn't know he can go to that level of trolling in fantasy. And, yes, Taysom Hill. I'm waiting for it next week when he throws a touchdown to – the Kevin Kirkwood and just everyone loses their mind. I'm prepared for it though now. <laughs> or like Mr. Perfect from the eighties WWE, like he throws himself a touchdown. It's like, no! <laughs> How? Why? That's and it just, that it, is perfect. That's it just happens. Happen, yes. <laughs> In conversation with Matt Camp, lead fantasy analyst for Bleacher Report, also host. This is one one of my favorite daily things you do, Matt, of the fantasy lunch on Instagram. Very cool. It's live. People can interact with you there on Instagram. So let's get to some Twitter questions from our listeners. There's a ton there, and, and Matt's very good with his time on Twitter at the Matt Camp. If you have any extra, well, let's get to a couple here. So from Andrew on Twitter, I'm stumped on what to do at wide receiver semifinals in my full point PPR league. I need one of. Adam Humphreys against that tough Baltimore defense, or do I put in Panthers' Curtis Samuel with Cam's hurt shoulder, throwing to him, or Buffalo's Zay Jones? I'm going to say stay away from Zay Jones. A lot of people were on him last week, and then they went back to Foster. I really think that's a one-player show there in Buffalo with Josh Allen. 
Uh, as I look at my rankings, uh, I'm going to tell you that I have Curtis Samuel a, a bit higher than Adam Humphreys. And I know Cam's got the shoulder, and, and that's got to scare you off. And Humphreys has been pretty good. Um, the only wide receiver I, I kind of like, and I'll tell you this, if it's PPR, I probably lean Humphreys. But if it's, if it's standard, I'd go Samuel. And, and if you want to play it safer, I think it's Samuel. Uh, the only receiver of any sort that I really kind of like in Tampa this week is Cameron Bright, the tight end, because hmm. he's kind of been uh, a red zone guy. He has gotten six touchdowns, uh, all of them in the red zone, 11 red zone targets on the season, and we know he's missed time. And Baltimore, is if they do have a weakness, it's against the tight end. They've been a top-five matchup for tight ends over the last month by the numbers and what they've given up. So, you know, Humphreys has been good. Maybe he plays a little bit of that safety valve. But I like Samuel because he's been involved. Funches has taken a backseat. D.J. Moore obviously involved there as well. You know, they lost Olsen. Ian Thomas has done a, a solid job, as we saw last week. But Samuels has been uh, Samuel's been very, very consistent and solid for him. And I think they'll be playing from behind. So based on the matchup, I know the Saints isn't a great one. I feel like he's the safe play. Uh, maybe shooting for a little upside with Humphreys because he's been hot. But I think Samuel is the safe player. Fair question, though. That's a tough one. We'll go with Samuel there. And team name, a chub for girlies. Okay, PPR format. I'm stuck for my flex spot. 49ers running back, Jeff Wilson Jr., Bears, Jordan Howard, Carolina, Curtis Samuel, Rams, Josh Reynolds, or again, goes to Zay Jones. So Zay getting some love. And this is going to come down to uh, Matt Breida. And if he's mm-hmm. active, I'd have to think that if Matt Breida is going to be active, and it sounds like he's going to be, then he's going to be the guy. I, and we've seen this all year long with San Francisco, whether it be Breida or Alfred Morris or Heem Mostert or Jeff Wilson as of late. You know, we've seen these other guys, but they picked, pretty much stayed with one. And I think if you're going to bring Breida back in the lost season, that you're going to play him. So that gives me some pause to using Jeff Wilson. Um, Samuel might be the safe player again, though. I got to say, a lot of people might be down from Thursday based on who you played or who you had in your lineup. If you had Keenan Allen, um, if you had, you know, Kelsey didn't have a huge game. Tyreek Hill didn't have a huge game. If you need a little bit more upside, I've been pointing a lot of people in the direction of Josh Reynolds because hmm. the Eagles secondary is a mess. And I'll tell you what, Andy, I think this is a get well week for the Rams offense. The last two weeks have been huge disappointments. But more so, I think, the Detroit game, because that should have been a better game. Yeah. Last week, I can't say I was shocked. That, that Bears defense at home is very good. Been a lot of credit to them. But the Eagles are quite the opposite. We heard Carson Wentz just got ruled out. So that Eagles team, it, it just, you know, everything is falling apart from him. And I, I feel like the Rams are going to get well. The Rams are going to flex their muscle. I feel like they're going to put 40 up. I really feel like they're going to get back on track this week and go, you know what? Uh, last week, we had a bad game. This week, we're going to take advantage of a team that just doesn't have it right now, especially on the back end. So I do like Reynolds for the upside if you think you need it. I'm with you, especially after two games on the road for the Rams. They return home. And Reynolds, too, oh, yeah. like overall, if you look, when he's filled in for Cooper Cup outside of the two stinkers, this guy has popped. So I, I, I like that. I think Josh Reynolds could be a real under-the-radar guy to, to kind of slide in um, into a flex spot. If you have him as a flex, but I think that's perfect. If you're asking more from them, you know, I, I probably don't, I don't expect it. Um, like I had, my, I loved Mike Williams the other night. I think mm-hmm. I ranked him higher than anybody else, and he blew up. And you're just looking for getting a piece of who's got a chance on a great offense. You know, Carolina is okay. You know, Tampa's okay. They're not great. 
But when in doubt, especially at this point in the year, contending teams with something to play for, give me a piece of the best teams because at least I go, you know what, I'm putting myself in a good situation here. I'm not setting myself up. Right. I'm not playing, you know, Robbie Anderson this week with the Jets if I can avoid it. You know, stay away from those bad teams. You mentioned, you know, the Buffalo guys and who knows who it's going to be. So when in doubt, uh, give me a player on a good team, and that certainly could be Josh Reynolds. And Matt, let's wrap up with this one from uh, at M Zanetti five tight end, and what a what a season for tight end man! Like Gronk outside of last week has been a total disaster, but in this one, this is this is a tough one. Who would you start in half point PPR league at tight end? Austin Hooper or CJ Uzuma? And, I, and he says, I know Hooper's a bit uh, banged up, um, so th- yeah, that's a tough one. I'm gonna go. For that reason, I'm going to go CJ, and the matchup against Oakland is a is a pretty good one. And I hey, look, there's these guys that you mentioned, Gronk, who even through that, I'm still going to rank number five this week because who am I putting there if it's not no, Gronk? That's, that's it. A, that's a lot of what this has come down to this year. You know, Kelsey Nertz and Kittle and Eric Ebron and Gronk and, and Jared Cook, and if you're in Yahoo leagues, Jalen Samuels is a yes. tight end for you if you need to use him there. But then you get into guys like Njoku and Brait and Ozuma and Ian Thomas and Vance McDonald and Ingram and Hooper, and, and you go. Okay, I can't start in these guys with confidence, but they all have the potential to be a starting tight end. There's just nobody that's locked in, and that just shows the lack of depth in the position that I can't give you 12 or even 10 names I'd feel confident in. But I do like CJ uh, against the Raiders. I don't think the matchup is bad at all. Uh, at Oakland for the season, the easiest matchup for tight ends and the second easiest matchup for tight ends over the last month. So, uh, Andy, when we get to these spots at the end of, you know, the tight end one tier, I just look who's got the best matchup, and that would be C.J. Ozuma. No doubt. Matt, get your plugs in, buddy. You're all over the place and doing great work. You, you got a couple of minutes already at the Matt Camp on Twitter. If you have a question, I promise I will get to you. Uh, also, the Instagram, at the Matt Camp, Monday through Friday. We do the fantasy lunch around noon Eastern, and tomorrow uh, on a game day edition, we'll be live right at noon Eastern, inactives, injuries, uh, ranking updates. I do something called Deep Sleepies. We had Mike Williams on there, and that hit very ah. big. Hopefully people are enjoying that one, uh, and we'll have much more, and I'll take a bunch of your questions. So as we move towards the championship, uh, we got you covered there. You can also uh, catch me uh, on my articles on Bleacher Report, uh, three coming out Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday, and on uh, Sirius 210XM87, three Eastern later today and one Eastern tomorrow. I'll be a busy man, and uh, we'll get you to that championship. Yes, you're a grinder, brother. I love it. Thank you so much for taking the time, Matt. Thanks, Andy. Good luck, everybody. All right, there he goes. Matt Camp, you heard him. He's all over the place on Twitter at the Matt Camp. Going to step aside. More fantasy football help comes to you next. You can get your questions into me at AndyMC81 on Twitter. Use hashtag AskAndy. We'll have hashtag AskAndy. We'll have our big three game picks and also some of my sleepers for daily contests, your DFS, DraftKings plays, and for the semifinals. Let's go. Keep rolling next on TSN 4 Downs, TSN 1050, TSN 1150. Back to wrap up. The Week 15 edition of TSN 4 Downs on TSN 1050 Toronto, TSN 1150 Hamilton. I'm Andy McNamara. Make sure you follow us on Twitter at AndyMC81 at TSN 4 Downs. On Instagram, too, at AndyMCSports. If you missed any of the show, you can find us on iTunes, the TSN1050.ca show page under that tab. Just scroll down, you'll see it, and we'll put the tweets up with the show links as well again at AndyMC81. And got to remind you, folks... Giving away Domino's Pizza holiday season, feeling good. So this is what you got to do. Okay, 
When you go to at AndyMC81, you're going to see the pinned tweet with the TSN 4 Down show link. When that is up there, you retweet that. You follow me at AndyMC81. Follow at TSN 4 Downs. That's how you enter. That's all you got to do to win Domino's Pizza Prize. And I'll have the draw Sunday night. And we'll pick a winner out and we'll send you out your prize. So make sure you do that and check out all the great deals at dominoes.ca. So had a great fantasy chat with Matt Camp in the previous segment with Cynthia Freeland. Before that, I've been over overwhelmed in a good way with fantasy football questions this week. So we're going to get to some of those answers right now in... It's time for Ask Andy with TSN 4 Downs fantasy analyst Andy McNamara. You can join the conversation on Twitter and get your fantasy football questions answered by tweeting at AndyMC81 using the hashtag AskAndy. Yes, sir. Okay. You heard the big voice, producer Arad Vandy. Arad, what do we got for a first Ask Andy question? From JSVH Reborn. What a name. Okay. <laughs> Two questions for you. Who should I start at QB? Prescott, Rogers, or Derek Carr? Also, who would you start on defense? Patriots, Dolphins, or Raiders? He's thinking to start Prescott and the Raiders. Yeah, I'll go with the Raiders as well as far as the on the defensive side of things versus the Bengals, Jeff Driscoll. I'm not buying it. And the Raiders' defense at times this year, it's popped a little bit, right? We, we know they're a train wreck. You have two train wreck teams. Oakland is less of a disaster right now, uh, amazingly. But when we go to the quarterback situation, this is interesting. I'm actually going to shy away from Aaron Rodgers versus that Chicago defense. I don't care how much success he's had versus the Bears in the past. That Bears' D is... It's nasty, and at the very least, you're going to get a much lower production overall from Rodgers and his surrounding weapons. So I'm going to lean towards Derek Carr. So I'm going to double dip on the Oakland Raiders. I didn't think I'd be saying that in 2018 because you have a Bengals defense, which is at the bottom of most defensive categories. Carr's been flashing a bit, and for your DraftKings lineup for DFS, I'd actually look to stack Carr with a Jared Cook or a cheaper with a Seth Roberts. And Carr has been pushing the ball a little bit more, and they're, they're loosening up. So I'm going to say go with Derek Carr at quarterback and defense. Double Raiders. Wow. What's the next one, Arad? From at J underscore LaRose. I'm stuck on my flex. Should I start Josh Gordon or Jarvis Landry? Any help you can share is much appreciated. Well, we're happy to help here, Jay LaRose. Uh, now, without knowing if it's PPR or not, it's a bit tricky, but I'm going to lean towards Jarvis Landry here. Gordon, Josh Gordon, he's been consistently but low double-digit consistent. So he, his old speed seems to be gone, not really busting loose, and, and his production and usage is a little bit sporadic. Jarvis Landry has been a go-to target for Baker Mayfield most of the year. He, he popped huge last week with the rushing and passing touchdown. I don't expect that type of production, but he's going to be a top target. And you're against a Denver defense Saturday night that is without their top corner, Chris Harris. So I think Landry is the go-to here. All right, what's the next one? And our last Ask Andy question from at Tom P. Dog 9. He says, love the show. We love you too. <laughs> Just picked up Ito Smith from your Fantasy Sleepers article. Couple questions. Jared Goff or Dak Prescott? And is Ito Smith a better play than Tevin Coleman? All right. Well, I'm going to go with, uh, first of all, thank you, Tom Dog, for listening. Um, I'm going to go Goff. 
And I'm expecting a big home bounce back after the Rams were embarrassed last week on the road the last two weeks. They just seem to have been getting away from themselves. They're at home. They're back in the sun. They're in L.A. So, Jared Goff, and I think you're going to see a big game. Dak Prescott could still have a decent outing. I'm not doubting him there. But for the upside, I think Jared Goff, who's just overall been a stud. And with Ito Smith and Tevin Coleman, yeah, I put him in my DraftKings sleeper article, uh, which you can find on the DK Playbook, and I have it tweeted at Andy MC. He went, Ito Smith, this is the reason. He outsnapped Tevin Coleman last week. Okay, that is a key. Tevin Coleman has been really struggling. He hasn't, hasn't been doing much over the last several weeks. And you see, last weekend, on the PPR side, uh, Smith what, had 10.4 fantasy points to Coleman's 5.1. They're going up against the train wreck that is the Arizona Cardinals. So their defense, the, the Cards defense giving up the third most fantasy points to running backs. Smith's a dual-threat guy, so you got those capabilities in that juicy matchup. And again, Coleman's been underwhelming for about a month. So I think if Ito Smith can get the hot hand early, he is definitely going to be the play, and I would say he's the smart bet over uh, over Tevin Coleman this week. So there you go. Those are just three of the questions. You can send more at AndyMC81, hashtag AskAndy. Use the hashtag because it's easier for me to find and try to answer your question. So uh, there you go. That's the fantasy portion. Let's get to some picks, though, man. There's a lot of interesting games this week. The Big Three. Yes, and uh, uh, Rod, I think we were what two and one last week. Yes, we were two and one. That's uh, pretty good. Sean from Australia got the Falcons wrong. The yeah, Green Bay creamed them, but you know me he, and he you, had, like, we played the zones. Browns and the Giants, and uh, we killed it. Well, I, I think Sean, you know, he's time zone difference, right? He's probably a little loopy picking the Falcons there. Um, we didn't get his pick this week. Because, again, he's, uh, he's relaxing a little bit, right? So we got Chris DeVero in. Uh, he's going to make the Sean pick for this week, which will count towards his overall record. I'll go first, though. I'm going Tennessee Titans, New York Giants. And a little tribute to our guy, Johnny Gale, had the tribute off the top here at TSN. What a guy and uh, was, was tragically murdered earlier this week. Huge Titans fan. And chatted with him about it in the hall all the time. Um, so I'm going to go Tennessee Titans in honor of Johnny, and I also think they are going to win because the Giants at home, Titans really trying to push for that division to, to get things solidified a little bit there, right, and, and get back on track. They're a one-point road favorite. I ain't buying the Giants, baby. All they got to do is stop Saquon, so give me the Titans. Hashtag tighten up. All right, who are you going with, bud? I'm going to go with the Dallas Cowboys, three-point underdogs in Indianapolis. But I feel like defense and the running game is going to show up. And just like the Jacksonville Jaguars did, they're going to suffocate the Colts Mm -hmm. and win that game. How about Amari Cooper, huh? Cooper. I mean, everybody was so down on that trade, but it looks good now. It opened everything up. So Arad's going with the Cowboys and Chris, our tremendous technical board up. Chris, what are you picking, bud? I'm going with the Seattle Seahawks, minus Ooh. three and a half over the 49ers. They beat the Seahawks a couple weeks ago, 43-16. So I think this should be an easy one. Yeah, Revenge. For the, for the Seahawks. I think they got their run game going last week with the Carson Penny. Yep. I, and you know what? It's a road game, three and a half. So Seahawks to win and cover, right? All yep. right. There you go. So those are the picks. I got the Titans. Arada has the Cowboys. And Chris has 
the Seahawks. Sleeper picks, real quick. Uh, I went over Ito Smith. Derek Carr's on my list as well. Kenneth Dixon for the Ravens. I'm loving here. The running back by committee. I hate that, but... Uh, John Harbaugh has said he is going to get more work. He wants to work Dixon in. Gus the Bus Edwards is trending downward. Ty Montgomery, a non-factor. So there's another sleeper there on DraftKings. He's only 3500 bucks. Maybe he's available on your waiver wire if you're looking for, uh, for some RB help. And uh, I got a real sleeper, a deep dive tight end. But you're going to have to read the article for that one. It is a deep dive, folks. Okay? But it's going to be worth it. What a show. Thank you so much for everyone for tuning in. Remember, win the Domino's Pizza. Retweet by pin tweet with the show link. Follow at AndyMC81 and at TSN4Downs on Twitter. Thanks to Cynthia Freeland, Matt Camp, to Arad, to Chris. I'm Andy McNamara. You've been listening to TSN4Downs on TSN1050 and TSN1150.